This is Talking During Movies, a weekly podcast where the conversation is driven by key moments and quotes from the film we are watching. Sometimes we have guests, and when we do, they know the movie. Sometimes they come in cold. There are three ways you can enjoy the podcast. One, just listen. Two, listen and drink. Three, listen, drink, and watch the movie with us. I'll cue it up so you know where to start. If you want to know in advance what movie we'll be talking over, follow us on Twitter at TalkDuringMovie or follow us on Instagram at TalkingDuringMovies. If you want us to talk over your favorite movie, email us at TalkingDuringMoviesPodcast at gmail.com. Talking During Movies is brought to you by The Experience Firm. Define, design, deliver. The Experience Firm is all about outrageous experience that builds your brand, get your customers talking, and give you ROI. Simply put, the experience firm does what everyone else is afraid to do. Finally, we are brought to you by Dirty Bills, the unofficial podcast headquarters for talking during movies. Located on West 6th off Rio Grande in Austin, Texas, Dirty Bills is the greatest dog bar on West 6th and the worst gay bar in all of Texas. This podcast will take us many places, but our home will always be here in the back corner booth in the dark the wonderful, the fully stocked Dirty Bills. Joining me today is my favorite co-host, my only co-host. He's never duplicated. He's often copied. He's lead singing, Bud Light drinking, master on the mic, the king of the ring, a true ladies man, the original mannish boy. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Jason Dick. Enjoy the podcast, and by all means, stay sexy. Jason, how you doing today, man? What is up with you, Jason? Oh, you know... Uh, I hate when people do that. When I, you ask me, how are you today? And I immediately just start with a question. I'm excellent. Thank you for asking, sir. <laughs> You're excellent. I, I like it. I have a beer in my hand before noon, which is uh, acceptable for me because I've been up since 4.45. I don't know about you. Uh, uh, I got up at 5. Oh, really? I get up at 5 every day. Is that a kid thing? Or? No, that's so I can get my kid ready for school right you have because you're you have a kid yeah. that's what i mean like yeah kid thing she doesn't get yeah. me up she doesn't let me sleep much either so by that time i've been kicked in the head a couple times and then so yeah i mean i'm pretty sure i'm gonna get her the cet studies and just be like you have to put pay for my nursing home because of what you did as a child to, <laughs> right. to me uh so exciting news we're on itunes and google play oh my god we have a website. This is it exists in reality now. It's really out there. This isn't we, just a dumb drunk idea we had. No, no. This is now a dumb drunk idea that's that <laughs> iTunes has said. No, we're going to give it a shot. Okay. And Google Play is like, you know, what, you it's Android. You're accepted. Uh, you're not a virus yet, so uh, you're accepted, and we love you. Um, so we've we've got those two things. We got a website, talkingduringmoviespodcast.com. dot com. Mm-hmm. Uh, go ahead and shit on it. I built it myself. Never done a website before. It's 
I mean, it's listen for someone who didn't know what they were doing, and ten hours later, we had a website and we were submitted to all impressed. the stuff. Yeah, this is what we got going for us. So that's the news. Um, share with your friends. Share with everyone. It's going to be exciting. And then uh, we're going to go to we're going to upload to Stitcher and Intune uh, later on today or tomorrow. Okay. Which I don't know what those are, but the SoundCloud. Oh, yeah. we're on SoundCloud as well. Oh, okay. What so, is your preferred? What when, when you listen to podcasts, what do you listen? To? I mean, I'm an adult. I have iTunes. Right. Right. You that know, seems I don't, like the right way. It I seems know, like I know when I hear people tell me I listen to you on Stitcher, I'm like. Why? <laughs> I mean, thank you, Stitcher, for yeah. accepting our program, but I, I don't understand how people don't just do it on iTunes. You know, I, I think it's the Android users, and there's a funny stat out there, whether it's true or not. Um, Bro Science is going to say it is true. 80% of people are on Android, 20% are on Apple, but 90% of commerce, as far as people paying for shit, comes off of Apple, and only 10% from Android. Okay. So... Google Play to be, you know, to just to let Google know we're coming for them. Uh, they can't be that rich. And iTunes, because that's who's going to pay for us to take over Google. All right. Nice. So uh, today, our movie is Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Have you seen this movie? I have seen it's, it's funny. I've probably seen it in the same way that I saw Step Brothers. No, that's not true. I've seen Planes, Trains, and Automobiles all the way through. But it probably was when I was eight years old. Uh, okay. Was and I've seen bits and pieces of it since then. Uh huh. So this will be my first time really to experience it as an adult. I think. Oh, nice. So this is fun. Um, I watch this movie. I don't. I mean, I, I watch it every Thanksgiving. It okay. is a it is a Thanksgiving classic for me. It's a good holiday film. Um. It brings out there, there's parts of me that think I could probably at some point in time be both characters. There's another part of me because I, I am intolerant in some ways, but I'm also John Candy, where I'm just unaware in so many other ways. Right. Uh, and and so it's 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 interesting. It's it's a fun movie. It always makes me laugh. Uh, there's a scene in here which is probably one of my favorite scenes, uh, and that being when he rents the car, and we'll get to that. Yeah. And I've got the lines, and I'm gonna. I've practiced. I'm gonna try to mouth them out verbatim. Oh, okay. We're gonna we're gonna see how well this goes. This will be fun. Because, <laughs> yeah, this, yeah this, we, <laughs> we're watching the movie. We don't get the audio. No. Uh, so, uh, and now I'm starting to realize as well, Jason. I might when I said I watched it as a kid. Yeah. I might have watched Throw Mama from the Train. Well, I guess there's trains. Yeah, not planes, trains, and automobiles. <laughs> Uh, but I, I look, I like all the people involved. I, I surely I've seen this movie. Here, just treat me like this is my first time with playing trains. Perfect. So and automobiles. Let's. Uh, so people that are that are going to actually watch this with us. Uh, here we go. We're at a minute in. Four, five, six, seven. You're caught up. All right. Just, if you you can pause the beginning BS, you can get to a minute in, and then just there you go. You're with us. So, uh, what do you ever travel on the holidays? Uh, yeah. Uh, as a matter of fact, this last Thanksgiving, was that Thanksgiving? Yeah. Um, I took my uh, myself and my family-ish, uh, my uh, mom and sister, my sister's kid. We went to New York City. It was the first time ever for uh, my sister and her uh, 
her son Aiden, who's ten years old, twelve years old, fifteen, eight. One of it's, it's one somewhere in there. Uh, and so yeah, we went to uh, we just have a friend who lives up there uh, who uh, is from here, and they were coming uh, back to Texas for Thanksgiving and said you can stay in our fancy financial district apartment. And we're like, all right, let's go do that. Uh, and it, because it was like it'll be more fun to fight with my family in New York than in Texas for Thanksgiving. So I had a, a New York City Thanksgiving. Wow. Um... Financial district, my mind instantly jumps to the fact, super small. What's that? The oh, place. The, the, yeah, the place that we were staying yeah. at. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they're a pretty, uh, a pretty they, affluent so. friend that I have. Ah. Uh, but even still, yes, it is pretty small. Like, I can't even imagine what the rent on that place must be. It's a, It was a full-on two-bedroom. Oh, jeez. Uh, so, yeah, uh, we had – my mom had a bedroom, and then I was I was sleeping in what eventually – they're pregnant. Good luck, Sarah. Uh, actually, the baby's out now. Is everything good? Oh, wow. Yeah, uh, but I was sleeping in what would eventually be the nursery or the, the baby's room that at the time was outfitted with only a futon. And so uh, I was sleeping on a futon, and then my sister and her kid were both on the couch in the uh, in the living room. And yeah, it's a it's, it's good parental bonding. It's probably like a five thousand dollar a month apartment that was uh, you know nine hundred square feet or something like that. Damn, that's crazy. See, I just yeah, I I flirted with the idea of going to New York uh, as far as living there years back, and then I'll go visit and I'll go hang out. And yeah. I'll, uh, this earlier this year, I was at um, the Marriott in uh, Brooklyn and I'm walking around and I'm just imagining like my daughter and I and I'm walking her to school I'm dro- I'm watching parents drop their kids off at the subway being like see ya yeah goodbye <laughs> how do you this is just roulette right does, right does your kid come back do they get off on the right st- I mean I love the idea of my child being able to navigate a city yeah I mean, my wife's from a holler in Kentucky she she has a hard time navigating a new city I don't I don't Right. Uh, I would like for my daughter to have that ability to land in a city and be like, I can navigate it. Not a problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't know. Real quick, because this is awesome. We get a, there's some great cameos in this movie. And one is Kevin Bacon. Mm-hmm. Kevin Bacon from Quicksilver to, do you remember Quicksilver? Yeah. Yeah. From Quicksilver to Racing for a Cab. <laughs> and then he's out. He's done. His beautiful hair. Salutes him. Salutes him. Gets the cab. And, and he's off. Uh, now, of course... This is our first glimpse into the life of what is going to be like for Steve Martin as he goes on a journey with Del Griffith, a.k.a. John Candy, with this big, huge case. How much, if you're late for a flight, well, first of all, let me ask you this. How do you like to go to the airport? Do you like to come in early and get Um, some cocktails, or are you like last minute and I'm just getting my drink on the plane? I'm, I'm mostly last minute. I, I Every time I say this, I feel like I'm jinxing myself and that I have never missed a flight. Okay. I've cut it close a couple of times. Uh, but even in those situations, it was not a result of uh, me being late or anything like that. It was just dumbassery. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, yeah, I feel pretty comfortable. I'm definitely not one of those people who's like, well, I'm going to get there two hours early just to make sure. And then you go sit around at the bar for an hour and 20 minutes because you zip through security. So if I'm flying out of Austin and I'm not checking anything, I'll get there 40 minutes before I'm going to fly. Something okay. Like, something like that. I like to get there a little bit early. I don't, not two hours, hour and a half for sure. I like airport bars. And airport bars have brought me to this idea that I show I want to do. And I'm putting it out there. I don't care. I've been thinking about this show for 10 years. Uh-huh. So the show is called Will He Go? Okay. So Southwest now has airline tickets, 49 bucks, fly anywhere. You got to buy up a month in advance, right? You buy them all. You do different cities. You get a model. You get a, you get a camera guy and a sound guy. And you get the model <laughs> with a 
hidden camera on her person somewhere. And she sits down next to unsuspecting Nick. Uh, and he sits down and he's like, what's going on? And she goes, oh, you know, I can't believe I missed my flight. I'm here in Austin. The weird, they didn't give me the hotel right next to the airport. They gave me a hotel in downtown Marriott and then this cash to go drink. <laughs> Can I buy you a cocktail? And you buy a cocktail, buy another cocktail, and you know, he's, uh, he's hanging out. And she's given all the signs that it's a green light. Right. And for anyone who's over 30, they're instantly thinking Penthouse Forum. There I was in the airport bar. Right. Dear Penthouse, you know, this is what happened. <laughs> and next thing you know, I had sex for a whole weekend. And I got a raise when I flew back to Los Angeles. <laughs> and they're calling his name, you know, last call for Nick, last call for Nick. Your plane to Chicago was boarding. And he's like, no. And at that point, the video stops. Mm-hmm. And you've got to vote to see the rest of the video. Will he go, yes or no? And if he stays, she's like, one minute, I'm going to use the restroom. We'll get out of here. Uh-huh. Perfect. She stays. She takes her wig off, changes her clothes, walks out, waves to him. And he's uh-huh. like, I'm already getting laid. Bye, cutie. <laughs> I've got game today. Right. And then you just watch as he sits there and the bartender comes over. Hey, uh, champ, you want another beer? I, you know, she's probably just cleaning up. Yeah, one more beer. One right. more is good. Yeah, right. You know, I need to uh, actually don't get her a wine. It's fine. I'll just drink this fast. Yeah. And then 10 minutes goes by. <laughs> and then he's on the phone. He's like, no, Nancy, listen, the airlines won't refund the ticket, even though it's a windstorm here in Austin. He's, oh, I've got to pay for myself. Oh. <laughs> It's okay. You still need me back tonight. I think there's it's three connecting flights. It's gonna be about 22 hours in the air. Uh, I can't come fly back tomorrow. No. Okay. No, I don't want to miss that. Me. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you watch this whole thing go on, and basically it's like the cheaters for right. YouTube, and you still destroy lives. <laughs> uh, and so, how, <laughs> so how does this? How does it end? Like what, it just what ends. It? it ends with knowing whether he's going to stay or go. If he leaves, right. you kind of applaud him. You're like, he yeah. just walks out with a yeah. boner and just calls it a day. Uh-huh. Potentially beating off in the airport bathroom or the airplane bathroom. If not, um, then you get to watch him suffer as he's made a mistake of of what every. I mean, we're what we're a degree away from chimps, anyways. So right. it's, it's. I mean, it's it's picking on the innocent, on on the depraved here, but it's you know. Yeah. It's an interesting concept. I like the idea a lot. Probably gonna have some clearance issues. You have to, to get people to sign off, or maybe. If I, what if I blur yeah. out their face? I was like, gonna say you're pretty, maybe you're gonna have one of those shows that just has a bunch of blurry faces running around yelling at each other. I always oh. like one of those. How do they get all those people on cheaters to uh, to agree to that? I think cheaters are all fake. Oh really? I believe it was all fake. Hmm. I believe it was. Um, That's some good acting because I really believe that those people were awful human beings. Oh, no. I think it's all fake. This is a situation, back to the movie, that I feel like cannot exist in modern times, or at least I would never fall prey to this because now... Reading a book in public called Canadian Mounted? (laughs) (laughs) Well, now with with, uh, earbuds and uh, podcasts, hopefully somebody's listening to us right now while sitting in the airport and avoiding a conversation with somebody you would never want to talk to. Uh, Yeah, like I I am never going to speak to somebody while I'm waiting on... If they want to ask me something, I am going to take my... I'm going to politely take my earbud out, but this better be fucking good. Right. Are you going to take both out? I'm a one ear butt out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. One just, out just for sure. Just to, to let them know. This is this is very temporary what we're doing right now. <laughs> this is, I'm not putting the phone away. Yeah. Uh, did you notice, by the way, he's, he's sitting down in the in the airport lounge waiting waiting area. His shoes were off. So he was just in socks reading Canadian Mounted, <laughs> which 
if you see that and then that gentleman tries to spark up a conversation with you, right. I assume you get up and leave. <laughs> yeah. You walk away. That's going to be hard to to engage a person like that for oh. sure. Now, have you ever... Oh, and there. Uh, and now he gets to sit in there. So he's a deny first class, which I've flown first class a couple of times, always on business. Yeah. So I thank those people for paying that price. Uh, but otherwise, you know, I'm back in with the savages uh, mm-hmm. hanging out. He's back there. He's moved. He's bumped from first class down, and now we're in a scenario where they're in the air, and John Candy is just—he's a chatterbox. Right. He's you know, and this happens on planes all the time. Uh, once again, you keep the earbuds in. You yeah. try to eliminate yeah. this. I, but, I feel like this is a very '80s '90s problem. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> and he says he's a shower ring. Exactly. Let me see here because I, I, I put this down right. He's the he's the head of sales for shower curtain rings. Like very specific. Once again, a great course, fake job. We can go back to our last one. You can remove the shit out of it now and just yeah. go right into showers. I forgot the whole last podcast. What did we say? I mean, I think oh, we yeah. can create a theme. We can go to the next one. And we can just do shit shower shave, and those will oh, be our right. first three right. podcasts. Yeah, I got to find one where there's shaving involved. Uh, for sure, shave off Candy's mustache. I don't. I don't think I don't think heavy men can pull off mustaches. It's definitely yeah. I don't know why you would go as a heavy man myself. Why you would go with just the the upper lip hair? Like you gotta go full beard. You're trying to hide something here. All right. Anybody anybody with a, a substantial amount of facial hair, you're hiding something. Whether it be a, a physical oh, or Jesus. psychological, you're hiding something from the world. You are when you're growing hair on your face. And yeah, that yeah. I think we've determined now. <laughs> Usually the just the mustache, just the John Candy mustache. You're hiding that you're a pedophile. Oh, That's usually oh, the, the, oh, oh now we're going so <laughs> his full his, shoes off, his shoes socks and off. socks are up, and he's waving the sock around. <laughs> I, I don't know um, where you fall on this, but I uh, I fall on the game of you keep all your clothes on on a plane. Yeah, of course. Like, you don't take your shoes off. You don't take your socks off. You you just you stay humble and you stay clothed. It is, uh, yeah, particularly when you're in this situation too, and you're all stuffed in there, you know, like like sardines. It is. Stop trying to make the experience more pleasurable for you. Okay, everybody <laughs> is expected to be miserable. You have to join everybody in miserableness for the entire the entirety of the ride. Uh, is that the house from Home Alone? Uh, no, it is not. It is, but I do find the wife. I find this wife. So she has a weird role, right? Like all she does is answer the phone uh-huh. for ninety percent of this film. So ninety percent of the film is like, so I'm sorry, what's my job? You're going to answer the phone and pretend to talk to someone. Okay. His flight's been delayed. He was supposed to be home that night. He's now in Wichita. So we we've covered the plane aspect now of planes, trains, and automobiles. Okay. That was all the planing. That's all the planing. There's we're, one we're little plane. Here. We're we're flying through. Uh, Del Griffith is, of course, he famously says to uh, to Steve Martin as they get their flight rerouted. He goes, "I'll bet my left nut uh, we're not we're not landing in Chicago." <laughs> and they're in Wichita, Kansas, where he has famously sold some shower curtain rings to oh. a hotel. So he's got the hookup. Right. And this is this is the one thing I find frustrating about this film, right? So we open up, we're hunting for a cab. We get on our plane. Mm-hmm. We land in Wichita. And they're going to get a hotel, but they're going to get in another fucking cab. <laughs> so this is, why isn't this planes? We're going to insert a cab. Right. Trains, we got another cab. 
we're going to get to your automobile in a cab, cab. This should be cab rides from hell with yeah. intermittent transportation. <laughs> he couldn't find a cab in New York. Now he's going to get it. And by the way, oh. Bueller, we got yeah. a boy here. Ben Stein. Ben Stein, win Ben Stein's money. Another cameo appearance. He has the same nasally voice for Bueller, Bueller, but he lets everyone know everything's canceled and then smiles. And uh, Steve Martin's desperately looking for a hotel. He's not going to find one. John Candy famously says, hey, listen, you got to. You, you got to forget calling the wife, and you mm -hmm. just got to book a hotel first. Right. I know travel, and he's always on the road. Mm -hmm. And there you go. So uh, one thing: Have you ever been bounced from a? Ever had a canceled flight bounced I, out? I have. Uh, no, I was just going to ask you. I've never. I'm pretty sure I have never had to stay over. Or uh, yeah, I've never done that. I was once coming home from Vegas on a flight that was supposed to leave at 9 p.m. And it was delayed until two thirty in the morning. We took off at two thirty oh. in the morning, uh, so that meant how drunk were you? Oh my god, it was a nightmare. <laughs> oh, good god, night! It was it was awful uh, because yeah, you're <laughs> you're expecting to leave Vegas at nine o'clock, so you're like, all right, I'll have some cocktails, get ready to get on the plane, oh. and then it's just delayed, and so you're like, all right, yeah, let's just keep going, and then you get on the plane, and all of a sudden you you wake up and you're back in in Austin. And the sun is up, and you're like, "What happened? No, I was supposed to sleep. I was supposed to get sleep tonight. Uh, I might have gone and done a radio show right after that. That was probably irresponsible. No, it's not like uh, you're driving a car, <laughs> right? What uh, have you uh, had to stay over? Uh, so famously, my dad, when they used to give you actually kind of a big deal for for staying over because they used to overbook airplanes a lot. Right. My dad would famously he'd be like, uh, "By the way, um, you." You can't uh, come to Portland this weekend. You're gonna have to wait a day. Uh -huh. I'm like, why? Oh, I got seven extra airline tickets uh, because I bumped you because they reached out, and I'm like, wait, well, but I want to see you. Yeah. He's like, yeah, it's just gonna be a day less with me. I'm like, <laughs> so hold on, a day with me is worth less than airline tickets, and he's like, 100. percent Like, I, I want. I'm a hairdresser. I make zero dollars. <laughs> I need to fly places. I cannot waste my money on you. <laughs> Your dad was a hairdresser, right? He was. He was a hairdresser for a yeah. while until he won the lottery. That's, uh, did he, hang on, did he really win the lottery? He won the lottery. My apologies, if you told me this on previous episodes. <laughs> no, I, I haven't. I don't, I, I he, but he, um, How much lottery did he win? Uh, 30 years ago, he won three and a half million dollars. Holy shit, are you serious? Yeah. Jason, your life is far more interesting than I could have ever imagined. <laughs> Before we get past oh, it, because yes, I, I assume that we're not going to see this cab driver again. Yes, we're not. The, the cab driver plays Kramer in Seinfeld when they make Jerry the pilot for NBC. Yes, they do. Yes, yeah, he does. Like that guy, he steals the raisins. I just saw that guy. I've never seen him in anything else in my life. And I was like, holy shit, it's other Kramer. <laughs> it's other, other Kramer. Yeah. I, oh, yeah. I feel as lucky today as the day your dad won the one. How much? Three and a half million. Oh, my God. Is he still, has he got it or what's Oh, he's on? got it. He didn't spend it. He worked, he worked, two, jobs. Time, he worked it, two jobs. After winning the lottery? Yeah. To like let my brother and sister know nothing's free. I remember he told me, he goes, I mean, it's you didn't win the lottery. Uh -huh. I won the lottery. Right. <laughs> good, good. I mean, it was, it was good for me. At the time, I was pissed because I thought I was for sure getting like a Camaro for graduation. Yeah. I'm getting a new car. He's like, you buy a car. I'm like, wait, what? He's like, I bought my first car. It's like, okay. That's uh, awesome. Because, uh, yeah, you always hear of lottery winners and how they go broke with all their families' requests and. They quit their jobs and they, they don't do anything. Good on you know what? Yeah. Good example for the lottery. The good. lottery should contact your dad and do like a, a an expose. Yeah, or just a where are they now? 
where the he's uh he's golfing. He's just he drinks and he golfs and he loves it. I mean, he could not be happier. He lives part time in Arizona. My grandmother, his mom, is ninety plus years old, still drives in Townsend, wow. Montana, and wow. everyone's afraid to tell her to stop driving because they don't want to get kicked out of the will. So <laughs> she, they just they let, they let it go. Um, so he spends a little time with her, in, and then he spends time with my sister in Portland, and then he spends time with my, time with my brother in Southern California. So he kind of travels around a little bit, yeah. probably six months out of the year he's traveling, and then six months out of the year he's got a home now in Arizona on a golf course, and he golfs, and my stepmom does water aerobics, and they're just happy as pigs and shit. Th- th- this It's probably already been made, but somebody should make a documentary about it, about former lottery winners, and you just follow three or five... Uh, different people, some of them like your family who have smartly just said, hey, we're going to protect this money and just uh, retire and play golf. And then the other people who blew it in like three years, you know, oh. bought nine car washes. <laughs> and just, then, yeah. Yeah, Lenny Dykstra, just the money. Right. And now they're back living in a trailer park and they're on, you know, their big break. They're looking, big break number two is when Hoarders did an episode on them. Oh. Uh, I would love that. Write that down. Write that down because I'll I got forget that. this. I got that. Uh, so if you um, are traveling, you meet a stranger, you meet Adele, or you meet me, right? And we're traveling, and I'm like, hey, don't worry, I got a hookup. And then we get to the hookup, and it's a queen size bed. Yeah. Do you go to the lobby and just check for another? See if I they mean, no, they're, they're sold out. Like, do you just sleep in the lobby oh. on the couch? You just look at the guy and go, hey, listen, I'll <laughs> sleep at your feet. Or do you, yeah. maybe do you sleep on the floor? I. Uh... Or do you go butt to butt? <laughs> Yeah, I, w- I don't really have a problem sleeping with another man as if long he's as... he's smoking in the room? Well, see, I... The, the, <laughs> in the vibrating bed? Yeah. The... <laughs> where, where are those? <laughs> where, are, where are those in 2018? we got to get those back. I would like uh, to bring them back for I, special hotels. I would, be, I would be fine sleeping next to another man as long as I could sleep, as long as it wasn't going to disturb my... Oh, my um, God. What do you... So, we're at the, we're at the bathroom scene, and Steve Martin's getting out... A, is there a travel hotel bathroom etiquette? I'm assuming oh. there is. Like you always leave someone a big towel, right? Oh God! Every time I see him step down yeah. his feet, I'm thinking he's getting athlete's foot. Yeah, he gets the hand towel to dry off with him. By the way, he's in great shape. Oh yeah, look at look at the delts. I know. I mean, look at the traps on. Uh, on he, Steve he's flexible. He can dry his back with a How hand old is towel. Steve Martin when we make this movie? I think because, he's seventy five. <laughs> because he's he's had the the gray hair look going since you know twelve since, since you met him. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but yeah, when he was in the jerk in nineteen fifty two. Steve he, Martin's looking good there. He looks great. Yeah, you have to. I mean, you have to. I, I imagine this hotel is not one that is providing a whole mess of towels. Uh, no, you, you have to to leave one, or at least uh, you know do something courteous there. I was in a similar-ish situation one time where I, we were in Vegas for a friend's bachelor party, and uh, it was my friend Zach. He was uh, he was left in charge of booking the room. I was, he's like, "Hey, you want to you book up for Christian's bachelor party?" I'm like, "Not really, but okay, fine. We can probably arrange that." I show up, and he has this is. 2009, I didn't even know they still existed. He has booked a smoking room at oh, the Paris Hotel Jesus. Resort in Las Vegas. Uh, and yeah, you just, like, it must just be one floor that they have locked off and be like, okay, let's send all of the people who are ready to die to that floor because you walk oh. into there, and I was, I'm just like, Am I going to smell like this? I, I was like, Have you, have you been smoking in here? And he's like, Oh yeah, I got a smoking room. I was like, Those still exist? <laughs> 
and like there's you can't open the windows there's no yeah, windows yeah. in a vegas hotel so you can't open the thing and i'm not kidding i ended up sleeping that night uh and i'm, I'm pretty good ass sleeper i could sleep through most things i went in the bathroom and slept in the bathtub because you like slept in the bathtub because it was so like i felt every breath of air that i was taking was just like scratching at my throat as oh, it went down god and so yeah i ended up uh, sleeping in the in the bathtub and then i did get at my own room the next day like i was like i have to i have to move out of here yeah you have to so john, john candy by the way and we're going to jump back here real quick forgive me they're in the bed we got to address this do you have do you have bed rituals he's popping his knuckles he's popping his neck he's he's gonna do an aggressively loud crotch scratch mm -hmm. and then he's going to clear his sinuses with a with a sound that is guttural i mean goes, yeah, but don't do this and steve martin's i mean he's, he's on borderline of freaking out yeah uh this is why i propose having sex before marriage this is why i propose at least spending the night before marriage right. put a board between you kids if you can't lay down with i mean he's clearing his throat right it's just disgusting is there a pregame ritual that you have before you go to bed um, no, not really. No. Uh, I mean, it depends on, uh, I go to bed in so many different states. Like if it's a, you know, if it's a Friday or Saturday night, I've been drinking for many hours. I'll just usually go to bed wherever I am at 3 a.m. Mm -hmm. Just whenever the clock strikes 3, I'm like, okay, it's bedtime. Um, no, I, I was just, it's funny, I was thinking about this this morning. I'm a morning showerer, which I guess implies that I am getting in the bed every night covered in filth, Right. I mean, I'm, I I don't like I would, I'm a morning shower. Yeah, I a hundred percent. If I, I'm, a, I'm a morning shower, and sometimes if I go out and work out work in the yard, I'm an evening. I'm a I, I would love it if every day I could shower twice a day. Mm -hmm. I love. We have a waterfall shower, so I stand under it and it just, oh, it just yeah. cascades on top of me. That's just uh, warm, beautiful water, and it's clean. It's not that dirty water from the rain outside. Yeah, shit in it. It's just <laughs> beautiful water, clean, beautiful water, just prancing off my shoulders and That's I stand nice. under there That's and then nice. I get a water bill and I'm like fuck I can't shower twice a day anymore uh, and you know your dad a had a lottery you can, well, you can shower <laughs> as much as you want uh, no I I mean like if I did something if I you know I play softball sometimes that's the most I you know, attempt athleticism well, by the way have a shower. when are you going to play basketball with me we've, oh we've texted about this yeah, for know, three for, years for years and I'm like <laughs> All I have to do is lose like 40 pounds. 40 pounds gets me to, I can huff and puff my way through the game. Uh, that's not for, I'm not 40 pounds away from basketball shape. I'm like 140. <laughs> but I just, I, it would be an embarrassing display if I went, if I went. You it famously right played like college athletes. Oh yeah, well I beat I beat a uh, women's college basketball player in a game of one on one one time. Because, See, and everybody, you know what? Uh, everybody said I couldn't do it, and I I and did it. Showed her, yeah. Don't mess with me. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna break off some some fadeaway jays on you like nobody's business. Um, golly, that that reminds me. I do want to get back into basketball shape. I'm I telling you, it's, to it's it. gonna be fun. I I I um I made a mistake playing basketball, and I. Uh, I invited, so my wife has me go to this church, and you guys are hearing my mouth, and you're like, Jason, do you go to a church? I'm like, mm -hmm. well, I go, and I question a lot of things, but my daughter loves it because they give her donuts, so she calls it Donut Church, <laughs> and on Easter Sunday, they had resurrection eggs, and she called them erection eggs, so I really feel like my daughter is, is the perfect child to attend this church. She's like, I love these erection eggs, and the teacher's <laughs> like, yeah, okay, Shh. oh, kiddo, you be quieter over there. <laughs> But I invited him to play basketball, and he showed up and played. 
And I didn't realize he had shown up and a buddy was dribbling the ball. I was starting to dribble the ball down. He goes, Jason, give me the ball. I'll get in the post. I'm like, don't tell me what the fuck to do. <laughs> and he goes, man, I'm, I'm more of a point guard. Give me the ball and, and do, do your thing in the post. I'm like, I'm going to slap your fucking face if you tell me what the fuck to do again. And my daughter's in the stands. Now, everyone is like, oh, why would you curse for your daughter? I don't believe in weight on words except for one, and that's can't. That's the only word she's not allowed to say. And then situationally, she probably shouldn't. I tell her not to drop the F-bomb in school. She understands. In the car with me, if she's like, who's this fucking idiot? I'm like, well, good point. I don't know. But let's try a nicer word like, who's this jackass? And she goes, okay. Okay. I'm kidding. She, I try not to make her. I, I don't make her cuss. I try not to <laughs> encourage her to cuss. But it happens. Anyways, I get on this F-bomb tirade. We get done. And then I look over, and he's standing right there. I'm like, oh, hey, Pastor Micah. Hey, everyone, this is Micah. He's in the next game. And then he's on the opposite team because we won. This young kid who's 28, has a mouth like no one's business. My old ass jumped up, blocked his shot, and the first words out of my mouth are, get your shit out of here. <laughs> and I look over, and he's just shaking his head. Yeah. <laughs> like, all of a sudden, he goes... I was excited about you being in my church. Like, this is fun. You got a family. You got a daughter. Your wife right. does does the kids club thing. And you show up. You shake my hand. You ask some fun Bible questions. Oh, you're a sailor. Right. You don't, you don't See, belong, that's right. champ. You can't cross the streams in that way. You can't. That's, uh, that's not... Uh, I have a coworker who will frequently uh, invite our boss out to social events. Can't do it. And no. I like our boss. I think he's a great, he's a, he's a nice dude, uh, our age and, and, and a fun, loving guy. But I'm like, I can't behave like I, like I want to behave when he's around, or at least I shouldn't. And then I, you know, sometimes do. But Do you lace uh, it up every once in a while? Hey, boss. <laughs> this is very, we're going to lace this up just a little bit. <laughs> I, I just, uh, usually my... If I feel like something bad's about to happen, my reaction is like, I'm just going to get quiet. I'm just going to. So in this shitty hotel, real quick, they're getting yeah. robbed. Question, have you ever been robbed? Um, my car has been broken into two times, mm -hmm. three times, something like that. Um, and uh, it's it's funny. They always, I, I would say they were fortunate outcomes. They, they turned out pretty good for me every time that my car was broken into. Uh, I, I, would, I, I guess it was because I had somebody told me that the reasoning was I had a poker chip set in my back seat that is in a like metal case and somebody saw it and thought it was a gun <laughs> and so they they bashed through the window uh, they <laughs> cracked it open saw that it was poker chips just left them scattered around the side of my car but then they also the thing that was great was they they pulled my softball bag out of the car thinking what is this probably a bag of money because yeah well everybody That's just keeps a bag of money That's what you do in the back of the car and uh <laughs> and, and then they just left that in front of the car next to uh, next to my car as well and i was like that's awesome because i'm not a brag but there's two softball bats, glove, a couple of other. It's like seven hundred dollars worth of equipment in there, and so yeah, that would have it would have been worthless to them, but it would have cost me cost nearly a G to uh, to replace those things. So yeah, uh, but no, I've never been mugged. Certainly, I've never had somebody come into my hotel room and take all the money <laughs> out of my wallet money. in the middle of the night. Have you ever woken up uh, Snuggle Bear like uh, John and, and Steve Martin are? And the famous Ooh. line of "Why are you holding my hand? Where's your other hand? It's between two pillows." <laughs> Those aren't pillows. And then they do this. He's wiping his hands off. And by the way, Steve Martin showered last night. And your hands are fine. Yeah. One. Two, uh, Sir John Candy, 
we panned through. We saw your side of the bed with Captain Crunch and cigarette butts mm -hmm. and spilled beer. I think the last thing you need to be worried about is Steve Martin's, I'm assuming, right. very clean ass. Right. Oops, I accidentally touched uh, Steve Martin's taint. It's, it's, it's fine. Everything's yeah. fine. Here's the part, and this every time, it, it, uh, this, this grosses me out. I don't know how or, or where this happens in the world. He's, he's dabbing his face with water. He's, he's just because he's a, not a morning, he's a nighttime shower. And this is your problem as a nighttime shower. There's socks in the sink. <laughs> which who washes their socks in the sink? I don't know what's going on. Oh my god! And then he dries his face with. I know now. Question, and not to get too personal, when that's a big set of tidy whities Are you? Uh, what? What's your preference on uh, on the drawers on the un, on taking care of the undercarriage? I yeah. I are guess, you a boxer brief guy? I, I guess I of the nineties. You would say that I'm a boxer brief almost ninety percent of the time kind of guy. I have a couple of regular boxer short type things that I mm -hmm. that I wear but those are just honestly it's whatever my mom thinks I should have for Christmas in odd number of years like she that, that's when I replenish my entire boxer and my underwear and sock supply mm -hmm. and so yeah she whatever has been purchased for me that's I'm pretty easy going in that in that fashion what about you no I don't want I haven't worn underwear really? since college oh, no Scoot over. <laughs> There's a thin pair of gabardines. <laughs> yeah. That's that's fine. No, that's fine. Good. No. What? Uh, so what is that choice about? I, you know, it's comfort. Because the boxers and or briefs, they just cramp your style. They ride up. They cramp my style. Um, I remember once uh, in uh, in college on summer break, I made the decision. I I'd had a friend of mine, an older friend. This wonderful man, uh, Derek Wall, we, we'd met him. He, he, my buddy Bryce Wall's older brother, very successful entrepreneur. And we somehow in college it came up. And he's like, no, I don't wear underwear. And I thought that was ridiculous. I went home that summer and I was, I'd met this girl. We're having fun. And there was like a three minute pause between us having sex and not because the boxers got in the way. Because I didn't want to just oh. take them all the way off. Right? I just wanted to go through. Right, the traditional and process. The traditional the, process. The slow seduction of let's let's just get down to our underwear first and then see what's up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but and then he missed the opportunity. Missed the opportunity, oh. and I was and I was never going to let that happen again. That's so a, that's a noble, a noble decision. A noble decision. So they found out that they're uh, that they've been robbed. We've discussed neither one. I kind of got robbed. We almost got robbed. So I I used to sell Steel Reserve. I was the West Coast sales manager for Steel Reserve. The Mall beer. Life. Yeah. I sold the first can of Steel Reserve in Los Angeles. Really? Okay. And uh, I was in New York with this gentleman, Joe Harkins, and we're driving around, and he looked at me and he goes, you know what, you just just keep your head down. So we're in one of those trucks that has the carriage on the back with all the beer in it, yeah. and I'm sitting on a cart in the middle between two seats. He's like, keep your fucking head down, keep it down. And we're going through the Bronx, oh, old okay. school, 1998. And I'm looking up and around, and we stop at a light, and this guy jumps up, and he's got a knife, a switchblade, and he's at the, and the window's down, and Joe's there on the passenger side, and he goes, give me your money. And Joe looks at me, and he goes, I told you to keep your fucking head down. <laughs> and this guy's like, hey, give me your money. And Joe looks at him, and he goes, it's too fucking hot to get robbed today. And he just rolls his window up. <laughs> 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 and this guy's like... Well, that, that thin piece of glass now is separating from me. Right, and, and that guy. That fat kid's twenty bucks. Like this is not gonna <laughs> not gonna work out for me at all. 
So uh, I, I did some research on this because I, I had to find out. There, it's a cold, windy day in Wichita. We've got a nice pig farmer who's going to give them a ride to the train station. And this usually happens uh, to me whenever I meet someone who spits chewing tobacco is my friend knows them and shakes their hand. And it's like, hey, how are you? He, by the way, he makes a weird pig noise every time he does something. He's like, <laughs> and he just he shakes his hand, and then this happens to me. Spit, let me get that off real quick, and then let oh, me shake your Jesus. Like, and I understand this was before knuckles were popular. All right. I would, and there's this pig noise again, beautiful teeth. But they get in the back of this pickup, and they ride for 60 miles. And it's brutally cold outside. So I had to figure out, I'm like, let's say it's 30. There's snow on the ground. Yeah. It's Wichita. 30. They're doing 60 miles an hour. What's the wind chill in the back of a truck doing doing 60 miles an hour in 30 degree weather? Yeah, it's gonna, it can't be comfortable. Well, you're, de you're dead. You're dead after like 10 minutes is what my stats found out. Really? It's, it's 90 degrees below zero. You're oh breathing ice. Breathing ice. By the way, he's got two guns in the back. Remember when gun racks were popular in the back of pickups? Yeah. Can we not do that anymore? I don't think but. people. I don't. I don't think you see a pickup anymore right. with a gun rack in the back. I think you just accept the fact that it's under the seat yeah. now, or they got or too it's many in got a glove stolen. Box. It's it's somewhere. Yeah, you're right. Somebody's going to certainly uh, lift that gun from you. Yeah. Who was the pig farmer's wife? Do we know who that person was? She we don't know, um, but he does say that. Their first baby came out sideways, and she didn't scream. <laughs> so that's. Look, I mean, Steve Martin needs some gloves, and there we go. We've got a blue healer. Very, very. Uh, we had a blue healer. They're mean dogs. They're aggressive. Yeah. Just they're not nice. Protected my mom to death. One of our neighbor ladies was yelling at her about something, and that dog ran from outside, ran around the outside of the house, away from my mom. Jumped up behind this lady, bit her in the ass, and then ran back in the house. Mm. Didn't help the situation. Right. But there you go. There's a blue healer. Right. So we've gone from planes. So we've gone cabs, which they don't mention in the movie title. It kind of pisses me off. Yeah. Cabs, plane, cab, frozen in the back of a truck. Super bad. Cute <laughs> dog now. Look uh, at his teeth. Yeah. Now we're on to trains. Now here's the nice, subtle, I think I've had enough of you game. Steve Martin buys the tickets. He's like, I just I couldn't get two seats next to one another. Mm -hmm. Have you ever, in all of your years on the radio, so you've, you, I'm sure you have many of friends when a show comes into town and you've mentioned it, your phone blows up and like, oh, can I get a ticket? Yeah. And let's say the night before, you're like, yeah, sure. And you meet him out drinking and let's say maybe he got fall over drunk and you know cut up his legs and his hands and then uh. dragged you over to Dirty Bills. And you're like, oh, listen, um, yeah, you can still go. I couldn't find two seats next to one another. <laughs> For a second there, I was worried that this was a real story that happened to me that I'd forgotten about. And I was like, Leslie, I'm sorry. I didn't mean it. Thanks for not calling the cops. <laughs> Listen, every time I come in here drunk and Leslie's like, hey, try this Topo Chico. It's delicious. I'm like, this sounds fantastic. Is this booze? She's like, Jason, it's booze to you. I'm like, this is great. Why am I burping so much? My burps smell awful. What did I eat earlier? She's like, can you not talk to the jukebox? Can you talk to someone? You're freaking everyone out. But right. she, ne she never kicks me out. She always gets me an Uber. She's the best. I have never pulled that move where I said, sorry, I can't get us two tickets together. But there have definitely been times where somebody has asked me to get tickets for them. I have, uh, I have managed to do so. 
But then I decided not to go to the show specifically because I was like, I know if I go to the show, I've got to hang out with that guy. I'll see him next time they come through. <laughs> like, there you go. Yeah. That was, have like, you ever taken a train? I have not. Actually, I, it's kind of like a majestic, romantic sort of idea to me to like go cross-country in a train, uh, in a, eat in a fancy dining car, something like that. I've never taken any train that is not you know, just a, a, a metro, su- subway, anything like that. I think it was a rough year for my dad, but he, uh, he got me a train out to Portland from Whitefish, Montana. It was an 18-hour train ride instead of a flight. And I did it. It's a lot like riding the bus. It's not that romantic or majestic. I was going to say, you've already talked me out of the idea of... uh, Oh, buses are awful. So so I did that. I did a train ride from... I did a double-decker train from London to Dover in England. And then I took a ferry from Dover to Calais in France. And then we were going to... And this is going to tie back... We were going to take a train from Calais down to Paris, but there was a bomb threat, and my friends and I did the math, like, well, if we get a hotel room, it costs X, mm-hmm. and then we got to get the train tickets tomorrow, that's mm-hmm. going to be Y, or we could get a cab from Calais to Paris, a two-and-a-half-hour cab ride, and let's be honest, the French don't make big cars, and their cabs aren't that big. We, all four of us crammed into a cab. <laughs> The guy got a DVD. Of, uh, he went to a blockbuster in Cali. He got the one DVD, English-speaking DVD. Uh, it was Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. We watched that, and we got a cab ride to Paris for three hundred bucks. Not the worst decision ever. No, not that we got a drink in the car too because it's France. Now you can do that. Yeah, well, I mean, okay. he let us do it. Check that. I just remembered. I did take. Does this count? I think this is mo- mostly just like if you a, took the kids' train around Barton Springs. It is not. No, count. I took a train from. This is a. This is just a terrible. I. I, I hope nobody ever hears uh, has to go on this venture. But in uh, route to Atlantic City, ever been? Uh, nope. Trying. Trying to stay away. Yeah, I would. I would not go unless you can somehow go in like the '90s or something like that. Atlantic City is a sad, sad place. Uh, but yeah, we, I, I've actually been twice. And the first time we, you fly to Philadelphia and then we rented a car and it's, you know, like a, an hour drive out to Atlantic City. That was fine. Uh, the second time we went, they didn't want to spend the money on renting a car. You can buy a train ticket. It's like $12 out there. But, oh. but. Is it $100 back? No, but it <laughs> takes three hours. And no. so when I land in Philadelphia, and this is the, another sad part. All I want to do is be in Atlantic City and start gambling and partying. Just any time you say, all I want to do is be in Atlantic City, that's the, a bad start to the story. And then you have to sit on the train for three hours waiting to Just get waiting. there. It is a, that, Just thinking blackjack. What's your game? Yeah. Is it blackjack? Is it I'm poker? a poker player, but like I, I will. I mean, poker is a, is, a, is a game of skill. I like to dabble in the degenerate uh, uh, you know, genres yeah. as well. So I'll play some blackjack. I'll play some roulette. Um, I, you know what, and I feel like I have like an inferior, inferior, inferiority complex about it. I don't know how to play craps. I would love to, I, mean, I see them, everybody's having fun. They're they pass, Don't pass. Uh, the, the roll 11, snake eyes, I, I, don't, I don't know what's happening and I'm always like, I want to, but I also don't want to be the guy who shows up at 11 a.m. when they're doing the craps lesson and oh, teaching no. the old people how to play. And so I just got to find a good craps friend. That's true. I, uh, so, so two things. They're now on a bus, which is also not in the title. Uh, ah. It's planes, trains, automobiles. They're, they're now on a bus. Yeah. Um, I'm sliding out for a beer. So can you grab you, me one as you, well? Yeah, you so, keep so I'm going. Gonna, yeah, I'm going to keep going on this, on this bus thing, but I want you to think about this. So one, 
the kids next to them are, are publicly making out. And I mean, they're getting hot and heavy, which is not, not a terrible thing. Um, I've done it before in, in my junior years of life where I just thought it was, you're not just getting a beer, you're getting a, another shot of Crown, sir. <laughs> Don't you worry about me. Uh, let, Leslie's going to come back, she's be like, hey guys, so how was it? I mean, we're going to have to take a nap here. But other than that, Leslie, it is fantastic. So a lot, of, a lot of making out going out on the bus, and then they're also singing a song, and our dear friend Steve Martin makes the mistake of trying to sing some weird 1920s. Hold on, kids. There you go. We're on beer two. Um, if you're keeping up with Jason Dick, that's two shots of Crown and uh, two Bud Lights. If you're keeping up with me, it's two Fire Eagles or whatever your local beer is in your area. I did get a note from my friend. He goes, you guys sound local like you're in Austin. I'm like, we are in Austin. Yeah. He goes, yeah, but shouldn't podcasts sound like they're from everywhere? I, I go, kind of attempted that last episode because <laughs> I was like, I want this thing to go international. Yes. I will break into an Australian accent at some point. Oh, but I could can't. You, what if, like the dollop, there's some, somebody in Australia really likes us and they're like, we'll fly you to Australia. Yeah. Business class, at least. Right. And in there, we're going to, you guys get to do your shtick in Australia. <laughs> I mean, one, I'm terrified of Australia. And I'm terrified of Australia for, for a lot of reasons. Uh, one, um, Australia is a, is a terrifying place for a multitude of reasons. The most dangerous snakes are there. The most dangerous spiders are there. Koalas are evil bears if they're not high. Uh, kangaroos are violent, crazy animals that, that gut people. And if you've seen those YouTube videos of the jacked kangaroos that are on steroids, it is uh, absolutely terrifying. Um, what do you uh, what do you think about Australia, real quick? I have not ever. I have not been to Australia. Mm -hmm. I would love to go someday. Yeah. Um. I I guess in my mind it's more of an exotic destination. Is that not the uh, Is that not the case? I I mean I think it is, but it's an exotically dangerous destination, right? Is it? Well, there's there's the ten most deadly spiders in the world. They're there. So you can't worry about that stuff. I mean, man. I kind of have to. Quit, quit walking around in your life. Is it because you're a father now? You have to keep in mind that no, other people's. I, I think it's. I the think game. it's that there there's snakes and spiders that I'm terrified of. Mm. I don't deal with snakes. I don't. Yeah, snakes. I, Why do they have to be snakes? You know, snakes and uh, spiders and and the the now the ripped kangaroo, which to me is yeah. just like it's the monkey with a tail. <laughs> it's it's one it's one gun away from taking over Australia. What is the uh, the appropriate? Uh, there's got to be a pres prescribed method for dealing with a kangaroo if you were to encounter one. Like a bear, aren't you supposed to make yourself real big? God, she shouted the bear and you. No, that's a cougar, like a cougar or a puma, okay. a panther, not a tiger or a lion. You've got to know your cats real well. Those okay. are the ones. Like you run into a a cougar in the mountains. You're on a hike. And you see the cougar, and it comes up at you, and you're like, "Rar!" And you make yourself super big, and the cat's are like, "Oh, I, I can't yeah, eat that." I'm not gonna mess with you there. The bear, you're supposed to play dead. However, I've recently read that two things happen. One, uh -huh. the bear will sniff you if he likes the way you smell. They will still try to eat you, and it's, yeah. it's horrible because bears eat very popularly like kids today who don't eat gluten. Bears go; they eat ass first. 
Oh no! <laughs> so, oh no! Please don't start there. So not only at least bite my head off first, so I don't have to go through it. <laughs> you just, you're like that's that's an aggressive tongue. Yeah. Well, hold on. Oh, my, oh, uh, no, oh, oh no, 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 champ. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, so tune in next week to uh, talking during movies when we do the Revenant yeah. uh, for a <laughs> just stream breakdown of bear attack. molestation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the, yeah. So, so there's now a thing where you can't run, you can't climb a tree. Mm-hmm. They say run downhill if you're going to run away from a bear because the bear will fall because his front legs are or her front legs i don't want to i don't want to assume the How gender of the attacking you, bear Jason, that was very nice uh will fall downhill the problem is, is that when they fall downhill they're falling downhill so they're going to mm-hmm. pass you they're just going to be waiting for you downhill because mm-hmm. it's like 900 pounds oh right yeah you're not beating 900 worse, pounds rolling yeah, down it can the, be way worse them falling might be the way that they get you it's it, just they, you know, they, they they tumbleweed over you yeah yeah that's it, a problem it's also it's a huge problem yeah so john candy famously says he can sell anything and he is taking a shower curtain rings and he is selling them in a bus station which i think is the only place you can acceptably sell shower curtain rings as earrings mm-hmm. And he says things like, check it out. Uh, These are Czechoslovakian ivory, which is interesting. Uh, These are filled with helium. They're super light. These were made for the Grand Wizard of China, handcrafted. Of course, this is a replica. Right. I I know there are Grand Wizards in the KKK. I didn't know that China (laughs) went that racist to assume a Grand Wizard over there. Um, He's effectively, I mean, he's busking for money so that they can continue to travel, right? Yeah. They they, they, they have no funds. Well, this is a weird time. When when you're out of cash, you're out of cash. Yeah. You're out of your city. There's no ATM. Your bank's not there because it's all local banking. Mm -hmm. Question for you as, because for everyone listening who's once again under 30, you didn't live in a world where you didn't have to deal with pay phones. What Mm -hmm. is grosser? Is it, and we'll go three. It's kind of like Mary Fuck Kill, but we're going to go three here. Is it... The signal crossing sign, is it the payphone or is it the three holes in a bowling ball that have <laughs> <laughs> just, because bowling always freaked me out because mm. they, they give you the three darkest holes to put your fingers in right. and then they only offer you finger food. <laughs> yeah, that's a problem. <laughs> it's, it's, it's of, like, of all the places where I would like an elaborate six fork setup, that would probably be at the bowling alley. Probably the bowling alley. That makes I guess I uh, yeah I guess I'm gonna go payphone because uh, first of all I'm whatever the opposite of a germaphobe is I I don't care all right you don't care yeah I I'm I'm on the record as saying look I'm like the best major league baseball hitter ever I'm hitting 340 when it comes to washing my hands coming out of the bathroom if I if I wash my hands why I want I mean if you're not if you're here's my thing right one yeah. if you've taken a shit wash your hands. Okay. Science has proven that urine is sterile. Okay. So if it's sterile, it's yeah. sterile, right? I'm assuming, because you're a morning shower, yeah. that at some point in time, the twig and berries were washed with yeah. soap and water. So I'm not grabbing onto other shit in the restroom. I like walking in. I'm like, does this handle work? Hey, what's the scare of this toilet like? Did someone shit in here recently? I want to get in, grab my dick, piss, and get yeah. out. I don't want to hang out in there. That's what I that, – and people have corrected me for years on this. I don't want to have this fight again. But that's what I tell people all the time is that my hands are the, dirt, the – You're, you're saying, actually dirtying up your dick. Right. I should wash my dick off before I walk out of the bathroom. I couldn't agree more. <laughs> um, 
but so yeah, I'm I'm not much of a germaphobe, but I would say what were my options again? Okay, a bowling alley. They got that spray that they hammer into the shoes all the time. They don't hammer it into I, the bowling balls though. I, I just I, I like their attention to detail, so I assume that at some point <laughs> somebody's fingering those holes with some oh, sort of God. Lysol rag or something. They're they're fixing it up in some some regard. Uh, the crosswalk button probably not uh, not a great option for you. But I'm going to say the payphone is worse just because the caliber of a person who's still using a payphone in 2018 is I'm like, all right, that's, yeah. you know what, I'm, I'm going to watch my, wash my hands just from watching you just, use the payphone. Oh. So this is their second separation. They're at, they're at dinner or lunch or something, and Steve Martin is given the, the very polite, hey, you know, it's probably easier for us to travel apart. It's so hard to right. two guys to travel. It's just, that's just, it's hard. Can we go... Or you go your way, I go my way. And now comes one of the best scenes in, in all of movie history is Steve Martin is going to rent his car. And this is, of course, a major metropolitan airport. So the rental car agency has given him a bus and taken him to a certain spot <laughs> in the middle of nowhere. Not in the middle of nowhere. I mean, you can see the planes coming and going. He's very excited. V2. And then there's V3, and then here we come. He's at V5, and shocking, his car is not there. His car is not there, and the bus has left him. Mm-hmm. Now, this is the days for Uber. So, lucky for me, in, in my hatred of this angle of the movie, uh, there's no cabs for him to call, because there's no payphone for him to get on to call right. a cab. Right. The beautiful purple bus has left him. And now he is going to do what I wouldn't do, which I would probably try to break into a car. I'd try to figure it out. Right. He's got keys of some kind. Um, he's going to walk back to the airport. He's going to walk. All, he's not even going to sit there and wait for them to bring another person back to that parking lot <laughs> to drive the bus back. He's that mad. Have you ever been that mad where you've done something dumb? Oh, in my spite God. Of... <laughs> lots and lots and lots of times. <laughs> uh... I mean, I get it. Right, it's it is. I do it on a regular basis, where I'll break something because I'm mad at something else. Yeah, to prove that now it's all broken. I uh, well, right, and he's here. I'll tell you, just in the in the vein of spite walking. Uh, one time, did we talk about my wife a lot last episode? I no, you just talked that you were married yeah. for two years. Anyway, yeah, she was, and a she mess. never. We pooped. were a mess, uh, but we we were. Uh, <laughs> 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 we, uh, Unlike my wife, I'm just trying to think of where we were, but we, we were out eating somewhere, and we were and we get into a fight, and she gets mad at me, and and drives off and leaves without me. Uh, oh, she hey she, she had the car, and so yeah, she left without me, and I was so I was so pissed at her, and I was like, you know, we were probably like five miles from our house. I was like, I'm gonna walk home just to show her. Somehow, I was, I was, I was gonna come out on top because she made me walk home, and mm-hmm. I, I probably walked like half a mile, and and then I was like, this is fucking awful. <laughs> <laughs> it was before the days. How of, did Lewis and Clark do this? It was before Uber, and so I end up catching a cab. But I, I then had the cab drop me off a block away from the house. Fast walker. So, right. <laughs> yeah, that was, I never factored that part in. But so that I could actually approach uh, as if she was going to be sitting on the porch waiting for me or something like that. But no, I just wanted to, to approach walking up to the house and, uh, and so that I could show her. I don't even know if I ever explained to her that I walked all the way home. That all right, here we go. Here we go. Oh, all right. Here she is. She looks at Steve Martin. He oh, looks. Right. He doesn't look happy. Here we go. 
Uh, welcome to Marathon. How may I help you? Yes. Well, sir, um, how, how may I help you? You can start by wiping that fucking dumbass smile off your rosy fucking cheeks. Then you can give me a fucking automobile. A fucking Datsun, a fucking Toyota, a fucking Mustang, a fucking Buick, four fucking wheels and a fucking seat. I really don't care for the way you're speaking to me. I really don't care for the way your fucking company left me in the middle of fucking nowhere with fucking keys to a fucking car that isn't fucking there. And I really didn't care to fucking walk down a fucking highway across a fucking runway to get back here to see you smile at me at my fucking face. I want a fucking car, and I want it right fucking now. Oh, I'm that a little was, fast. I'm a little fast. No, but oh, that was good. That was a, in podcast land, I think people may, will embrace may, that. May I, may I see your rental agreement? I threw it away. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, no. Oh boy, what? You're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> yes! I was not ready for no. that. that was great. And by uh, the way, that's the secretary from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I was going to say, I've seen her before. All of these John Hughes people running and running together. They uh, are, they're hanging out. So he is now, we're, we're having a little bit, as, as we stream these, as we do, because we don't buy them, um, we're having a little bit, we're just going to keep going. Everything's going to catch up. Don't worry about it. We get back to a cab thing again. So he, once again, the, the, the cabs, but they don't put it, it really bothers me. And you guys are going to be like, I get it, Jason. But seriously, he's, he goes out, he's at the airport in St. Louis. He's like, I'd like a cab. And the, guy, the guy's like, where? He's all, Chicago. You try the airport. And then you get into the jokes that get you in trouble in life. He goes, listen, if I wanted to joke, I'd follow you into the John and watch you take a piss. <laughs> Which is, you know, okay. Um, I'm with you. I'm with you. That that's cute. How come our little thing's going off here? But um. So, anyways, he is. Uh, he's got. He, he he does that, and of course, his dear friend. Yeah. Who who else would be there to come to the rescue? There? And there he is. He almost hits. So the guy punches him in the face. He falls down, and he's like, "Get the fucking car out of here, you sir! Are an insensitive asshole. Please <laughs> help this man up." And Steve Martin gets picked up by his nuts. What is uh what uh is all of this language in the movie? What is the yes. rating for this? This is, like a, this is a rated R film. Oh, it is rated, rated R. R. Oh, okay. Yeah. I just got the idea that this was somehow pulling off a PG thirteen. I was like, back in the eighty. 80- oh no, don't pick a man <laughs> up like that. Don't do that. Do by the way, wood panel siding. I mean, don't. this is a fancy car. Yeah, that's that's, that's very that's nice car. What's the uh, what's the nicest car you've rented? Ooh. Have you, do you go big I, when you run a car? No, not really. I mean, it depends on how long I'm going to have it uh, or, or what the, the situation is. Like, I earlier this year, I literally just rented a car for, in, in the total, I had it for like five hours, but I needed it for 45 minutes to drive from San Jose to San Francisco. Oh, yeah. Because it was, it was $200 cheaper to fly into San Jose. Uh, and so I, uh, I went there and uh, rented a car and drove up the rest of the way. I, I think somehow I was convincing myself. I was like, "That'll be nice. You can drive the, you know, the Northern California countryside." And I'm like, "Yeah, just driving, just driving through Oakland again." <laughs> uh, <laughs> Welcome to Oakland. Thanks, Oakland. But so yeah, for that, I, I will definitely just rent a Dodge Dart or whatever they'll give me. I'm trying to think what the nice. I don't, I don't do a lot of car renting because if I'm out of town, it's usually on a leisure type excursion where I'm going to be drunk. Yeah. So I should not be driving a rental car. Uh, do you uh, Do you go big? I have a silver car 
potential sponsor, go ahead, throw some cash. Uh, I rented from them quite a bit when I fly to LA. I like to rent the Audi and zip around LA traffic, and it's it's actually reasonably priced. Uh, they do a good job. They take care of you. You walk in, brand new Audi. Nice. Um, R4, I guess. I know, it's a four-door sedan. Nice. It's fun. But I get to drive it. Um, it has it, like this, like this car. All the bells and whistles with the seat, <laughs> backwards, forwards, lumbar, the whole thing. Of course, Candy cannot. One, one of the unique things you find out throughout the theme throughout this whole movie is one is that John Candy will continually, or Del Griffith, whatever you want to call him, he continually messes up. However, he's never done anything wrong. So every time you know Steve Martin trips over his case, well, okay, he didn't mean to put it there. He steals his cab. Oh, I thought it was weird that I got a cab so easily in the city. Mm-hmm. That was you. Mm-hmm. Uh, he takes his socks and shoes off. Well, hey, I have to get comfortable. He's fucking with the car seat. Oh, now I can't. You know, I finally got comfortable. Now I can't reach my socks and shoes. I don't want to smell your foot order. Well, I can't get comfortable with without this. It, he's never done anything wrong. And hypercritical Steve is always the guy who's just like, hey, you do every fucking thing wrong. Everything you touch is wrong. Whereas Dell says, hey, man, you got to go with the flow. You're a twig on the shoulder of a mighty stream. You got to relax. Who's your hypertension person in your life? Or are you the hypertension person? I believe I'm both. Um, I believe it's the people I'm around, whether I decide what I'm going to be. Um, are you asking me what am I more are you more are you more just relaxed listen I'm going to do my thing just in some ways listen if you were going to be friends you got to adapt to me a little bit or are you Steve Martin you're like listen uh, this is how it goes and everyone this is how it goes I I guess I'm going to say I'm unfortunately I'm more Dell I'm I'm more uh, John Candy because embrace my flaws yeah, and this is a uh, look. I've been doing a lot of self-reflection lately, and uh, trying to figure out what's going on in my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's probably a lot of things, much like John Candy's character, that he he doesn't even realize are awful and you know, horrifying to everybody <laughs> around them. Uh, because yeah, I would like to give myself credit and be like, I, I'm I'm a go with the flow kind of guy. Like whatever you got going on, that's fine. If you try to try to annoy me as little as possible, I'd, I'd be fine with that. But yeah, I, I probably don't pay enough attention to the things that I do that are terribly annoying to other people. Oh no, um, I'm, I'm the exact same way. There's 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 ninety percent of me that's that that way. Mm-hmm. Whether it's being a little overly my mid forties, aggressive on a basketball court with kids that are twenty five and thirty, <laughs> which I've, I there's nothing. I'm not getting an award. Like, there's not a trophy at the end. My daughter's in the stands, and she'll tell me in the car, she's like, Dad, you, you, I don't know how they're your friends. You yell at them a lot. <laughs> uh, or drinking with my friends, and I'll get those Pint House Pizza, big 64-ounce or whatever beers. They, they can them right there, and right. I'll take those. and Or I'll get a growler from Austin Beer Works, and I'll just honey, I'm just going to have one beer. I'm just going to have two beers. And I take <laughs> those over there with a straw, and I get belligerently drunk with my friends, and I tell the same yeah. stories. And they're just like, well, that's Jason. And my old neighbor, Jay, he's like, hey, bubs, what's going on? I've heard this story before. you got to kick it into a new one. And he just interrupts me. And he's been drinking since four in the morning. Yeah. God bless his soul. Um, See, we're, is, we're soulmates in that regard. We are soulmates. Yeah. It's just, I, uh, you got to you gotta go. But, but that's the great thing about having people like that because at the end of the day, those people are also the people that maybe tie one on one or two times uh, appropriately and four or five times inappropriately. But also, we don't get angry, generally speaking. 
We're not super high strung, generally speaking. Mm-hmm. And life goes on. I mean, we are the people like, and I am this person. I am the person who plays the instruments in the car when I'm driving by my, never with someone else, but by myself. And I'm all over the fucking. What place. is the? Yeah, I'm, and now it's, it's uh, I've definitely not seen this part of the movie or don't remember. What is the song that he John Candy is playing the keyboards on the dash to? It's a jazz song, uh, and he plays he plays the keyboard. By the way, once again, and you couldn't sleep in this, right? Because he's smoking in the car. Now, key moment here, you got to watch oh, this. Yes. The cigarette goes in the back of the car. That's a big deal. You're going right. to find out later. But he is he's smoking in the car, which you couldn't have slept. It's going to get <laughs> I in prob- I probably could sleep in a car with a guy smoking. I can't sleep in a hotel room where people have been smoking for 25 years. That's true. That's, that's the problem. Now, uh, do you ever, have you ever tried to... I'll, I'll actually, I'll, I'll open it up a little bit farther. So John Candy's trying to disrobe. He's a little hot. He's a heavier yeah. man. Uh, he's trying to disrobe. I can't believe he died of a heart attack. Um, he's trying to disrobe. Uh, yeah, just poor guy. But he's trying to disrobe, and he can't, and now he's all over the road. Steve Martin's dead asleep. <laughs> the, the stunt driving in this is The excellent. stunt driving is excellent. Have you ever, and just the fact that he can't do it is crazy, but have you ever tried to disrobe or just stuck in traffic or driving, didn't want to stop, uh-huh. decided to pee in the car and just make it all happen? Ooh, no. I've never, I have never urinated in an automobile as it was traveling you oh yeah 100 percent. really yeah i'm a road trip guy and if i'm by myself uh, no. i will i will do i will do 24 hours in a car straight and there have been many a gatorade bottle where i've looked real quick really? and been like mm, how warm is that okay no that's that's me <laughs> no don't take it but he's crazy and also he crotch drives right so he's up i mean he's literally balls and dick on yeah. steering wheel i'm a one knee driver yeah Maybe it's because we have power steering and that car didn't. But, yeah. And well, he hit the exit perfectly. He hit the exit perfectly, and this is—it's a crucial moment <laughs> where you would now have the exit it perfectly. There's a stop sign. He is finally going to stop, and his his superhuman strength tears apart the jacket. But what I love uh-huh. about this is. Steve Martin finally gets up. I'm assuming that if you're weaving all over the road, right. you're getting jostled, you're getting snow, you get up, and he's just like, oh, hey, hey, buddy. Are you a road trip guy? No, I, uh, you know, as much as I said earlier, I have a romantic attachment to the possibility of taking a long train ride someday. I, I hate for what, a, and you know what? I probably enjoy myself in the car on the road while it's happening, but mm-hmm. just the idea of, Signing up for like what would be a medium-sized road trip? See, I would say that we we pay someone to do something fun, right? So we hang out, and by the way, see that that creak in the door? That's Leslie running her bar. So when I hear you people ask what that is, we're in a bar, and until you get us some sponsors to pay for us to be in a studio, which I still won't leave this fucking bar because it's got unlimited beer for us, you're gonna hear that noise. Suck a bag of dicks. Hi, Leslie. Where are the tacos? Where are the she's tacos? Yeah, she's, she went to Ranch 616. She missed our, our, our taco text. Um, I'm, so, so road trip, I'm thinking we get a driver, okay. a friend, who just likes to sober drive. And then we do a you gotta road. you got to have one of those friends. you got to have one. you, you got to have one. one in the mine is my buddy. Um, he's a neighbor of mine. His name's Roger. He grows succulents, so I want to. Call, I like to call him Succulent Roger. Yeah, and he makes him very uncomfortable, so I call him Succulent Roger all the time. It's Succulent Roger on my phone. Um, I want him to drive, and I don't want to drink in his car. 
but I want to plot out one-star bars from here to Louisiana that we stop at and at least get a shot or a beer in okay. the whole way. Like on the way to New Orleans? Yep. And that's like nine hours. I've done that one before. Yeah, nine hours. Nine hours. We're going to make it 12 because we're going to stop and drink. Right. I mean, that sounds fun. I like that. It sounds like a fun idea. Because that... we're getting excited about our next city we're going to drive through that we right. could potentially get a drink in. And may, maybe that's why I could I could get on board on that one. But the idea, like, I will never drive to... Montana? Under, under normal circumstances. No, I was going to say, <laughs> I'm never going to drive to New Orleans again because just the the idea of signing up for nine hours in the car, I can't do it. Like, I, I, I'm not trying to act baller, but I feel like I've already taken my last six-hour road trip. Anything that's going to take me longer than that, I'm just going to fly. I'm just oh, going to fly see, to, to I can't, like, I want to drive to Kentucky at least twice a year because... My wife's family makes moonshine there, and I okay. can't bring it back on an airplane. Mm-hmm. So I got to drive out there. Hang on, you can't. How, how you could? Oh uh, no, it's an illegal liquid. Yeah, it's right, super flammable. No, I put it. I've put it. If you in put it in your check bags before, yeah, no, they they check. Really? Oh yeah, they open it. Okay. I got I I got called back to the front. This is called the Kentucky tax, and we're gonna have mm-hmm. to take three of these bottles. You get to keep one. And I was like, really? motherfucker. And they're like, or you can pour it out in front of us and then you lose all of them. I'm like, take the three bottles of peach. I'll take the bottle of apple cider. Thanks, guys. Yeah. They're like, woohoo, we're going to have a party tonight. And I'm like, you, I mean, seriously, come on, man. Took three out of four. It could, it could be super flammable. What is, uh, what is moonshine? Like, uh, what is the exact? It's, it's just so like it's whiskey. Soup. It's whiskey that's early. Uh huh. Usually white. So when people say white whiskey, it's just it's moonshine. It's, yeah. so it's, it's early whiskey. Uh, it's super strong. You, you, you know, of course, NASCAR was created by it. By the way, I was torn. So we're doing planes, trains, and automobiles. Yeah. Uh, this Saturday, I have a or Sunday, I have a hot pass. So I actually get to go in the pits. I get to I get to be in the pace car when it goes around NASCAR in Dallas. Oh. So I wanted to do Talladega Nights. But we just did Step Brothers, right. and I can't go. Right, John C. Riley. Uh, we we can't, we can't go back to back on that. This can't be the whole Will Ferrell John C. Riley podcast all it, the time. It can't. It can't. We yeah. might if I have a super good time, and they in the at six in the morning when I'm going to show up to the track, they let me drive the pace car, really NASCAR. Which there's a fifty fifty shot of that. If they let me drive it, not with the car, other cars on the lap, but they let me do it by myself. Yeah. Then we we might have to do it. That's awesome. But so we're doing that. We're um, I forgot where it was. We were talking about road trips. Oh and, yes, and, uh, road trips, which are so I, I want to do a road trip to Montana. By the way, Montana. I'm gonna drive up there. I love to go to Kentucky. I said because of the moonshine. So moonshine. Oh moonshine. Yeah. What is real yeah. moonshine? So the, the last it's time, whiskey. I think I had probably the only time I've had real moonshine. You had the, it in here with me. You what, took a sip of the apple cider. So is that real moonshine? That's because like that's made from a guy with no teeth. In a bib overall okay. with a gun okay. on the on the countertop as he set it down. And he goes, "How much you gonna buy?" And my wife's father is like, "I've got these." And he goes, "Keith, I know your money, but I want uh-huh. his money." And I'm like, "You want <laughs> my money? Do you take plastic? Like, I don't, I don't go to these parts with cash for a <laughs> lot of reasons. Two being, I'll buy everything I can. And and then he looked at me and he went, uh, "If you get pulled over, where'd you get this moonshine?" And I said, "What moonshine?" He goes, "Oh, that's a uh, good nice, answer." Nice, and then I got nice, to. Then I was allowed, after paid for, I was allowed to then leave with the moonshine. 
Just because it was paid for did not mean I could leave with it. I had to then answer a series of fucking questions from a guy with no teeth and bib overalls, no shirt underneath, watching the Detroit game on Thanksgiving, going, when I put my hat on, they start to lose. I'm torn. I'm like, well, I'm torn, too, on whether I make fun of you now or later behind your back. Do you have iTunes? And he's like, I've got a Google phone. I was like, oh, can you get a flip phone? This would be better for me. I'm going to make fun of you one day, and you're going to stop selling my father-in-law moonshine. Yeah, That's your life also, is way more interesting than I was This is also why you don't... I mean, this is uh, like, who holds my marriage together. Yeah. You think, oh, man, do we get a divorce? I'm like, oh, I really like moonshine. I don't, I don't think I get that. I don't, uh, I don't think... If moonshine holds your marriage together, you've got a good marriage. Yeah. Well, She's I, not allowed to drink it, though. Only me. Oh, okay. That makes sense. I, makes I'm going to uh, pat myself on the back then because, yeah, I remember when I was in here a couple weeks ago and drank some moonshine with you. Yep. And uh, while it, it put a dent in my afternoon, it didn't totally uh, throw everything off kilter, which the first time I, I had moonshine, it was probably, I'm going to say 2001, South by Southwest, uh, here in Austin. I was uh, the radio station that I worked for. At the time, we just rented an RV and parked it on 6th Street. And uh, and and then you know we would uh, broadcast live from this RV and bands would come around and uh, and interview and stuff like that and I had been out uh, you know seeing some music and I come back and my friend Matt he's uh, he he's been running the RV and he's like hey uh, these guys from wherever left some moonshine uh, would you like a shot and I was like yeah and he pours me like a sliver just a tiny sl- like a third of a shot glass. And I was like, come on, man, fill it up. I'm a real man. He's like, no, you're not. He's like, drink that and see what happens. <laughs> and I drink this tiny little thing. And I'm just like, mmm. Was this like when I gave you that cherry to bite oh. into? Oh, yes, yes. I was like, <laughs> this, is, this is quite warm, sir. I slept in that RV that night. I've slept in an RV on 6th Street. Take that, my friend. I like that. So yeah. um, next time you do a pool party, I have a mason jar full oh, of those cherries. Goodness. Okay. I'd like to pass them out to your guests. Then I then I want to leave, but I want to. <laughs> then I will leave. <laughs> then I gotta, gotta go. I will let you guys clean everything up. Oh, uh, okay, that sounds good. Hang on, that was a whole bunch of local references in a row. I don't yeah. know if we finished that earlier. Uh, somebody was telling you. Oh yeah, he said you guys sound local. Yeah. Uh, if you want to be big and international, should you sound local? I think Austin is a destination spot. So we have a Patreon account, by the way. I set one up for us, just in case someone wants to give us money. I'll send you the links to all this stuff. Okay. So you can approve it after it's already been done. Um, That's fine. It's how we do it. But there's little things. It's like it says, hey, listen, if you give us 25 bucks, you're going to get a DVD of, let's say, planes, trains, and automobiles, and I'm going to buy a random pair of socks for you at Walmart. I'm going to send them to you. And I don't care what your sizes are because they're fucking socks. Yeah. And we might sign the DVD if we have time. If we don't, I'm just going to mail it to you. Listen, if you ask for it and you get me on a Friday... And we've recorded it on a Thursday. I'm not signing it. If you hit me up on a Wednesday, like go to Walmart today, Jason. It's Wednesday. And then I pick one up because it's available at Walmart. Cheapest place to buy DVDs. Then we might sit in here and sign it. But even then, I'm a little sketchy. Right. But that said, so we've got that one. We've got one that's 150 bucks where you get you get to choose between an Austin Beer Works t-shirt, a Dirty Bills t-shirt, and or a one of our t-shirts. Um, you get some stickers, you get a DVD, you get something else. Then we got a bigger one, and then we have, I think it's like 3500 or 4000 bucks. Okay. And that means we'll fly you and a friend out here, put you up in a hotel for one night, we'll do a podcast, a live one. Okay. Which is fun. And if, if you can, if that person, after drinking with us, 
yeah. can get up at nine in the morning with me and do a workout, <laughs> then I'll do a podcast with you. Now you don't have to show up for that one, of okay. course. Yeah, no, you're you're off the hook for that I'll one. I'll meet you guys. At I'm lunch. just I just we'll want to punish that person. Like if they they're like, oh no, I'll I'll wake up. Yeah. It's like fine. We're gonna do All a workout right. together, and then we'll do a podcast. Okay, I don't. I'm not authorized to make these decisions, but I'll throw in some Dirty Bill's crown as well. There we go. Take See? that. Take that and some Dirty yeah. Bill stickers. This is great. Please buy some stuff from us because I just realized I only have eight more months of contracted employment, so <laughs> I, I, I might I, be a free agent soon. This we, might this might be my full time job. It's my full time job now. Oh, yeah. We are. Uh, my wife's like, is this paying yet? I was like, uh, it's no. It's fine. It's yeah. fine. Don't worry. Yeah. Have we missed a bill? She goes, no, but that's not what I'm worried about. I'm worried about why you think drinking and talking with your friends is going to make you any money. I was like, well, I've made a profession of this for 23 years. Yeah. And Follow I, your heart, Miss Jepson. That's how we made it here. Okay? That's how we made it here. Uh, by the way, a real quick edit note uh, because I got, I got an aggressive call. I guess on our last podcast, I said I'd been in a couple of fights as an adult. Uh-huh. And my dear friend, Brett Lucetta, uh, who I went to college with, and there you go. We're, we're at three now. We're doing mm. good. It's, a, it's, a, it's about a four-beer movie uh, and, and a couple of tears. Mm. Um, Brett called me, and, and he said, hey, uh, FYI, I know of 20 times that I can say that you and I have been in fights together. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like... I need a bullshit line for just I like I want I want to call you and Jason at the beginning of every podcast and know where you've lied to make people feel sympathy for you <laughs> while you shit on him and he's trying to recover his character as you assassinate him. <laughs> That's a direct quote from by the way a six foot four Italian person who works in construction. It's oh, like wow. I'm not in the mob. No, no, why would you okay. be? You're a six foot four Italian person in construction in <laughs> Las Vegas, Nevada. Oh. My goodness. You, sir, are above reproach. Right, right. So that happened, by the way. Just okay. as an FYI. I'll make a note of that. Make a note uh, of that. Um, 20 fights, though? Is that what he said? He said 20 with him, and then he referenced another one where we were out at a club, and a guy grabbed our friend's butt, and I said, hey, buddy, come here, and he put his hands on the table, and he goes, yeah. what the fuck do you want? And I hit his elbows and grabbed his head, and I broke his nose over the table. Oh, my God. I was just forgot about it. Yeah. Which you've, I mean, I don't have the best memory because of, well, cocktails. The closest, and, yeah, I, it's funny, and again, yeah, I've never been in a fight as an adult or really as a youth, uh, and the closest that I've come, I guess it's always been with friends. Uh, just a roughhousing? Just, the, well, yeah, uh, <laughs> shout out to my friend, my, my uh, uh, elementary school best friend, Cody Bradshaw, who one time got real mad at me. I don't remember what was up. Uh, I think I ate some of his Lucky Charms. What, what were you mad about, Cody? Uh, and delicious. And yeah, sort of Sharing a, is caring, Cody. Sort of attacked selfish me. Selfish son of a bitch. In his house, his mom's house, where I was sleeping over. And I, I diffused the situation without... I'm pretty sure I could have fucked that kid up. Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, <laughs> my One of my best friends to this day, Jake... We were in a poker game, and... Uh, I don't know. There was some shit talking. They went back and forth. I'm trying to remember the exact details. Oh, you know what? He had been beating me up all night. He's just crushing me in this poker game. And then, and he's talking shit to me the whole time. He's like, are you going to be able to eat? Are you going to be able to eat? Jake was unemployed at this time. Oh. And I said, uh, says the guy who's about to move in with his mom. And he got super pissed. And he, he, he stood up and he took his shirt off. And that's how I was like, he's from San Antonio. He, 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 he 
Jake would kick my ass, probably. Uh, but he, he was like... His disrobing's a big thing. He was ready to go, and I just thought it was hilarious. And I was like, come on, I'll give you six free hits. And if our friends had not kept us apart, we probably would have fought. But yeah, that's like the closest that I've ever been into a, into a real fight. I don't, I'm a lover, not a fighter. Now, are a drinker, you, are, not a fighter. Are, you a, so are you a hotel room drinker? So now, now, to catch you guys up, and we've missed... Yeah. The car caught on fire. I get it. Oh, it's yeah, a super fun. hilarious... They drove a car on fire. By the way, it's super weird that the car caught on fire, but the tires didn't catch on fire, but tires are super flammable. Blah, 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 blah. Holes in the story. But now it was the 80s. Physics existed in a different way. They just, <laughs> the, the, the earth was flat in the 80s. Um, Neil deGrasse Tyson wasn't born yet. It's fine. But now they're drinking and eating, and he's got he's got tequila and Doritos. Tequila and Doritos, which combo. is <laughs> makes me just, gives me heartburn. Um. Are you a hotel room drinker? Like, do you do you hit the mini bar? I always bring my own booze. I have a yeah. weird thing about someone charging me, except for in Thailand. In Thailand, they charge you twenty five cents a beer for really? the, for the hotel room, and I was really? and I was like, I don't know how fast you can fill this up. I would call the front desk in the morning, be like, a uh, beer fridge is empty. Yeah, like, it's, it's, it's not a beer fridge. I'm like, it's a beer fridge. Yeah, <laughs> and. Uh, what's it cost to put some Red Bull in here? And they're, and they're like, <laughs> I can give you six Red Bulls for a dollar. I'm like, give me 12 for a dollar 50. And they're like, U.S.? And I'm like, 100% U.S. And bam, 12 <laughs> vials of crack. Co- Red Bull in Thailand is a different animal. <laughs> it's thick. It's like Jägermeister. Wait, it's a different Red Bull than we have It's here? a different Red Bull. Really? It's thick like Jägermeister, and it lasts for 12, 12 to 15 hours. Oh, it makes wow. five-hour energy wow. seem like... Uh, what was the what's the stuff we were warned about when we were kids? When you take the uh, the caffeine pills, what are those called? Speed? Oh, uh, was it little Reds? Baseball players got banned from it in the seventies. Greenies, uh, Greenies, amphetamines, amphetamines. Yeah, amphetamines are cotton candy, and Red Bull is crack cocaine in <laughs> Thailand. Really? Oh, wow. it's so good. I my my addiction to Red Bull and all things caffeine. I mean, a minimum. <laughs> Minimum of four hundred milligrams of caffeine a day. I don't. I have no idea what my milligrams are, but I. Uh, so a Red Bull is one twenty-five. Okay. So I will have a rocks. I will have a two-serving Rockstar at one twenty-five, so I'm two fifty. Then I'll do a Monster, and maybe I like if, your dedication to variety. That's pretty good. Well, I, I can't drink the same thing twice. It, it weirds me out with yeah. or or a Red Bull. And then I do a shit ton of yard work and I have some fun and uh, <laughs> I get ready for this. So like, and I'm on that intermittent fasting thing, so I don't oh my God. eat real food for a while. But yeah. everyone tells me it doesn't work because I drink beer. They're like, oh no, 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 you just got to drink water. I'm like, well, I might, it's my own intermittent. Why fasting. are you intermittent fa- fasting? I think it's interesting to challenge your body in different ways. So I will. I won't. I'm eat challenging that. mine to stay alive every day. It's, <laughs> <laughs> I do weird things. So I'm month undefeated, Jan- by the way. <laughs> you're undefeated. We're all going to die. But right now, you're undefeated. I saw month of January, I ran 120 miles in the month of January. I did uh, six miles a day. Good God. Six nice. days a week. This Five guy is week. a machine, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not a machine. This? I'm a fat old man. I, uh, I want to be a machine. Um, but I, I just I want to do different things. And so I keep challenging myself to do different things just to stay awake, um, mm-hmm. just to, to go after it. But it's, it's in- So I get in the morning... I have a, a rock star. I, I make lunch for my kid. I make breakfast for the kid. We get ready. Boom. Take her to school. Go to the gym. Run a couple miles. Or I'll do 
I, I usually do three miles in the morning and then a couple other things, and then I'm ready. And then I come back home, I sweep, I go outside, I clean up all the pollen. Awful to clean up all the pollen. Scoop out the pool. Are you, by the way, do you have pollen trees? Is an incessant um, amount of pollen like it's winter time? Do you mean time? the little yellow things that are falling? Yeah. I don't have, no, I'm very thankful to see them uh, in my neighborhood and in like in the front yard, but for whatever reason, they're not in the pool. So thank you. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I scoop out by the way, 20 pounds. You're listening to a two pool podcast. How do you like them? Yeah, two, two pool. This is why we opened a Patreon account. We've, listen, we've got to keep water in our yeah. pools in Austin in the summertime, which is why we launched this in March. <laughs> and by a sneak peek uh, so once again Phil Hartman his wife made him oh. suicide he, the, one of the greatest one of the greatest Joe Rogan yes. calls him the greatest shout out to Joe Rogan I know he's excited we shouted him out he's been on your he talks about you guys he's talked about you guys on his podcast you guys and Kevin and Bean as the two radio stations Joe Rogan is talking about my, yes, my show yes he has no way yes he has as that he enjoys it because he actually gets to talk. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. His favorite is Kevin and Bean, but he says, when I'm in Austin, yeah. I don't mind doing Jason and Death. He goes, I don't do radio anymore, but when yeah, I did it... Yeah, he's been on it forever. Yeah, he right, goes, thank that's you, what he Joe. said. I appreciate that. So, I, I love Kevin and Bean as well, and yeah, we always had a great time having a... Kevin and Bean's an interesting animal. A lot of people getting, like, Ralph Garman's gone, Lisa May's gone. Well, yeah. This is an interesting time to get into the whole uh, how the radio industry is uh, dwindling away. But, no, podcast going up, 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 up. Oh, by the way, you know, Brian uh, Mays. No, says, yeah, it's, I, it's sad for me, too, to see what's going on with Kevin. And it, it's sad because I thought they were – I, I mean, I used, to grow, I used to grow up. I miss Ralph. I loved Ralph Garman. I've met him a couple times. I met Lisa May a couple times. Very beautiful woman in person. Um, I've met Kevin and Bean numerous times. They're great people. It's um, it's sad the way money and contracts uh, can, can sometimes change the, the trajectory of what is. But then they, you know, it's interesting. They always bring someone in. Um, they've got that comic, the, the the little person. I forget his name. Um, Brad. Brad. He comes in now and does it. Yeah. But he's he's smart, right? So he does it because it's promoting his shows and right. doing stuff at the comedy club. And he's an extremely funny comic. So he's. He's won. He's, he's done it well. Um, anyways, I, the, the, the reason I brought that up is because Brian Mays, when he was here and we're talking about Anchorman, he believes there's a world, for, and I and I some in some ways believe this, right? There's a world for everybody. I think there is a world. For, there will always be a world for radio. Uh, I believe Jack FM and not having DJs is the wrong way to go, and I think it's starting to prove its point out because Ryan Seacrest is, is <laughs> you know, Ryan Seacrest. But I believe there is a regional thing that we're coming back to as, as the fake news world comes out that says, hey, you know what? I trust my local morning radio show. Like I listen to you guys in the car with, with Harper. Um, I trust because I'm up at 5 a.m. So I, I watch KVU, which is why I, I courted Brian Mays to, to come be on this show. That's yeah. weird when I say courted. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I mean, I remember when I first moved here, I listened to your guys' show. And instantly, because I had had a, I had sent so much stuff in, and I knew Kevin and Bean and Lisa May, and had met them, I instantly started sending you and Deb stuff. Yeah, we were like, "Who is this creeper? Why is he always bothering <laughs> us? Is, what is this? Why is what he, is this? He wants this? He wants to bring us things? What, who is this guy?" So it was, it was fun. But I mean, I, but I, I think that's coming back. I believe it's coming back. Um, does that mean it's it, it's lasting? I don't know, but I, I believe there's an element that's coming back. By the way, we're almost into the movie. That doesn't mean this podcast stops, but we're going to have to stop it soon. 
He's got a nap to take. He's been up since four in the morning. Oh, yeah. Weird thing, which I, I've Stuart never understood. Brown will be up forever. Be I've fine, never right? understood this part of the movie. When the car catches on fire, there is a sign behind them, and it says Chicago, one hundred and two miles. Okay. Now, if you called me, how far is San Antonio? Ninety-eight miles. Yeah, probably like that. Maybe even less than that. Yeah, Let's say I you're think south I can get side. there in seventy-five minutes. So uh, you're yeah. south side of San Antonio. You're one hundred and two miles away. Okay. Yeah. They went from the car on fire. Right. They drove it to a hotel. Stayed another right? night. They stayed another night. Drank they, in a hotel. They drank in a hotel. They got drunk. They rode in the back of a dairy truck for five hours <laughs> to Chicago. If you called me and you're like, hey, I'm in South San Antonio. Can you please come pick me up? I'm with a fat guy with a weird mustache <laughs> who takes his socks and shoes off in a goddamn airplane. We got drunk last night where I, where I drank tequila and I, and I ate Doritos. Right. Our car caught on fire, but miraculously, our tires didn't. I, I'm, I'm playing press your luck with life, and at some point in time, I'm going to get fucked. Can you come pick me up? And it's nine o'clock at night. Yeah, I'm driving down. Yeah, I would probably, the, the, I would, I would go get a friend and, uh, you know, come and come and get you. Come and get you, and then make it a party on the way back. His wife only answers the phone. That's <laughs> her only thing she does. Oh right. She cooks a shitty turkey. And she only answers the phone. When you see this turkey, you're like, that's a plastic turkey. It's the worst. I've made Thanksgiving dinners. I've made Thanksgiving dinners for the last 20 years. I'm a pro at it. I'm, I might make the best turkey in all the land. You, If you're not with family, you're always welcome to come. Okay. I make a regular stuffing. I make a spicy sausage stuffing that friends ask me for the recipe every year. Yeah. I bring a little flair. I do, I do a red adobe paste over the top. I do a spicy honey drizzle on it. That's, we go crazy. That's six months away, Jason. Now I know, you, but now, I'm already now planning. Now I need spices, spicy sausage stuffing in my life oh, right now. I'll make some. I'll make some for you. We'll do it next week. I'll bring some to you. It's delicious. But look at that pie shit. That turkey's awful. It's, it's, you're putting the butter on the wrong way, by the way, young lady. I'm glad you lighted a candle. But this is also when we figure out that Steve Martin... It's weird. Is she weird? I'm sorry. Listen, I'm not meaning his to wife, judge. His wife just seems like an alien. Yeah, this this montage that we're watching here, it's like, is he deciding to leave his wife for John Candy? Which I think he is. I think what, he, what, what happens is, is he brings John Candy home and he's like, honey, uh -huh. I love you. You've got to go. <laughs> I've met someone else to raise the kids with. Your parents are here. They're going to take you. Um, it's, it's a place called Shady Acres. It's run by Dr. Jack Kevorkian, and it's okay. Oh, wow. Did I get dark? <laughs> yeah. yeah I got a, little, a, little, a little dark. It'll happen from time to it'll, time. It'll, it'll, it'll happen. Um, so, one, I always, this always, when I watch this by myself, and I watch this on Thanksgiving, and I usually watch the night before as I'm prepping for a meal for 400 and four people show up, my, my mom, yeah. uh, my dad, my wife, my kid, me, and then a couple of neighbors, and she's always like, "Why do we have so much?" And I'm like, "Why? Why wouldn't we have so much? This is this is crazy." It always gives me, I always get a little misty eyed, because Steve Martin realizes that his wife's dead, and now he has to make a judgment call as he goes back and sees Dell, and he's got to go. All right, in the flashback awareness, is John Candy a serial killer that killed his wife and just left her for dead, and then went on the road traveling selling shower curtain rings, which makes a great story. Right. Or did she die? And now he's on the road selling shower curtain rings because that makes a, a palatable story for the romantic comedy that we are in. And the romantic comedy being those two falling in love together right now in 
front of our eyes. Okay, you've blown my mind. I'm two and a half beers deep, two <laughs> shots of Crown. Uh, How for, are we doing? For, for real, Steve Martin's wife is dead? That This was all just... No, John Candy's wife is dead. Oh. And so did, did he kill her? Because, let's be honest, he's a horrible human being. Okay. And did Steve Martin realize that like he a... killed her and they're still going to be life partners? Or did he realize that she's just dead... Right. But I'm still going to invite you into my home. Either And by the way, now they're coming home they're and they're not walking. taking a fucking cab. Yeah. They're walking down the goddamn street with a chest of drawers. Right. When the car blew up 102 miles away, you could have taken a cab from there. There would have been a cab driver who had said, yeah, you know what, just, uh, it's going to be expensive, but let's go. Let's go. They're walking now. Now they figure out how to walk. <laughs> it's the worst. And now this is, I think this is the meanest part of the movie. You've figured out that Dell's wife is dead. He this is not the house from Home Alone? That's so the house from Home Alone. I don't think it is. Okay. I don't believe it is. But you figure out that Dell's wife is dead, and he's like, listen, come in. Let's do Thanksgiving. Come to my house. He's like, maybe I'll say hi. He goes, just get in this house. Mm-hmm. And then he's, he, he's like, welcome to things you don't have. I have two children. Yeah. I have, <laughs> I have parents. Yeah. I have in-laws. It's like, <laughs> I ring the doorbell at my own home so oh, that they can Jesus. all gather and be ready to welcome me in. <laughs> How does that work with your hotels? You lonely sack of shit. How's your life? Well, meet all the people. Meet them. I dare you. Oh, and by the way, look what you don't have. An alien wife. She is going to walk down these stairs gliding, not touching anything. And I'm going to hold her and kiss her and love her and show her the things that you can't show anyone unless you pay for a hooker. This is the darkest part of the movie. All right. You just you went, all right. right. <laughs> Did I go too far? No, I'm, in, I'm invested. No, <laughs> You're invested? I'm look at this. He's like, look at what I don't. He's got yeah, tears see, in like, his eyes. No, I'm just, he's going to cry. I'm, I'm, I'm watching it w- with no sound on. And, <laughs> and John Candy, like he looked at it, he's like, I want gonna, this. We are going to run a train on this bitch tonight. <laughs> <laughs> He's just fidgeting the hat like a serial killer. He's like, I'm going to murder her. All right, tag me in, Steve. Tag me tag in, me man. In. Steve, if we kill her, we can raise the kids together. The grandparents can do it. We go road trips together. Who is uh, Who is she? Is she in I don't know that? who she is. Because, yeah, I bet she, like, you know, she's probably now the very nice lady who works in accounts receivable at your office. Uh, who just gets a residual check forever for planes, trains, and automobiles yeah. when all she did was answer the phone the whole movie. And had to kiss Steve Martin once. Yeah. And not even yeah. a full kiss, just like a little kiss. And we know that he's been on the road for four days. Right. So how many times has he brushed his teeth? He hasn't showered well. The last time he washed his face off, right. he did it with dirty sock Our water. last hygiene he, checkup, it did not look good. And he dried his face with dirty underwear. Is that the person you kiss? Mm, mm, mm. Excuse me. And, uh, and by the way, the, the night before, he had Doritos and tequila. <laughs> right, right. So is that the mouth that you kiss? I, I'm, I'm a hard pass. Yeah. I'm the guy who told his wife no on the wedding night after shitting through a screen door for five minutes. I probably would be telling him the same thing that I should have been telling him all the time. Be like, are you kidding me? It's not that hard to get home. Okay. You were 102 miles away. Yeah. You couldn't call. I'd have packed the kids up. You could have been here. Yeah. You could have been here two days ago for sure. I wouldn't have had to feed an extra mouth with this fake pie. I mean, we don't have a table setting for it. Right. So that's uh, that's planes, trains, and automobiles. And it went, We listen, 
you guys, we've gotten calls from friends, some text messages, a couple of emails, oddly enough, uh, on things that we've missed on that we missed on Step Brothers. I'm sure there's things we missed on here. For, for sure, reach out. Oh, I mean, not that I'm going to answer, but reach out and let me know how I've either Jason and I have either embraced the growth of this movie in your life that now you can freely play this movie and tell fun stories with your friends instead of sitting down and watching it like you're in a fucking movie theater or don't I don't care I mean I'd appreciate it if you did just because I want to know or if we ruined it if we ruined your favorite part I'd like to know that because I think that's fun um, we're in Austin Texas yes Come visit us. But that doesn't mean we cannot go international. We will go wherever you need to go. You pay us, we'll go. Yeah. You get a GoFundMe account, and you're like, we've raised enough money. You guys come to Anchorage, Alaska, where mosquitoes are the size of bald eagles, and they are real-life vampires. <laughs> we'll go in the off-season, and uh, we'll or go. you come here. We're in the coolest town ever. That's I was, true. I was telling somebody the other day that in 10 years, Austin is going to be like one of the five most important cities in the U.S. Like it will, it will, it'll Do you be, believe that? It'll be New York, L.A., Chicago, San Francisco, Austin, or, you know, some some version of that. And my friend said, it's already like that. And I'm like, no, we have we have one train that has eight stops on it. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, Portland right now is more important than us. Yeah. They have, they have the max downtown. They have more strip clubs per capita than any other. That is the that is the true test. That is the true Portland test. Community. I mean, the Portland community is is aggressive at uh, at best with what they do, but um, as far as strip clubs go, and they got good yeah. food. They got the Pearl District. They got good beer. They have better public transportation than us, hands down. Uh, well, yeah, <laughs> we probably have the worst. We've got to be the best city, the In best the big city with no public transportation that exists, right? And we're in the middle. I mean, we're kind of we're we're literally in the middle of the U.S. Like when you want to yeah. when you want to fly east or west, yeah. we're, we're pretty much in the middle. The fact that we have a shitty airport. I mean, the airport should be much bigger based on the fact that we're in the middle, and we've somehow let Atlanta, Chicago, and St. Louis triple us in size. Mm-hmm. But that's okay. We're gonna grow. We're gonna be. Okay. We're gonna get bigger. We've got great breweries here. We've got good food. We got dirty bills. Or, uh, Are we trying to get on fun? the Commerce Board now? Is that what's happening? Is that... I think so. I think I think the Commerce Board should probably, they minus, these... minus all the cursing, I think they would really like to get behind this. Yeah, they hear these great ideas. They're going to come to us. They're going to come to us and be like, hey, um, guys, I heard on this thing called a podcast. You guys are looking for advertising dollars. No, not from you, sir or ma'am. We are, I think we have one more beer and it's just you and I. Sure. To recap what happened, you guys don't get to hear that. When you become a Patreon subscriber, you, you maybe I'll, I'll record and you can, you can let that happen. But until then, uh, this, is, uh, this is talking during movies, and we appreciate everyone for listening. Now go out, watch Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Listen to this. Have some fun. It's, a, it's regularly a, a four-beer movie for me. It's a three-beer of this one with two shots of Crown. So have some fun and uh, get back to us. Let us know what you think. It's five stars on uh, on iTunes or Google Play, and then I don't care what you write in the comment section. You can tell me how shitty it is, how you heard the door open, blah, blah, I don't care. Rate, five stars. review, subscribe. That's what it's all about. Thank you, everyone, and we're out.